It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, all right, howdy, Arnas. Oh, energy. As you can see, with my beautiful hat, we are joined today by Luke Hallam from Ocean Heroes. Oh, yeah. Um, Delby, you look doing, <laughs> doing some good things. I'm way to wear a hat. Yeah, I'm doing it like... <laughs> R&B 2000s hip hop style <laughs> I don't know if that works eh? uh, But yeah uh, Awesome episode Before we get into the episode We'll uh, quickly thank our sponsors uh, This week's yeah. episode is brought to you By alltradescover.com.au As you can see behind our glorious guest there um, yeah, If yeah. you run a surf school And need you know insurance <laughs> you can, that's <laughs> if you're a sole trader, if you want to get your tools, uh, you know, insured. That's your new challenge, finding a new job every, time. every single time yeah, that you can week. insure. Right. <laughs> you're a mushroom farmer <laughs> from last episode. But, uh, check it out. And uh, if you need some refreshments after a surf. Support those who support us. That's the Green Reefers. Yeah, I know. Um, if, if you need some refreshments after a surf, yeah, get around the Raunchy Brewing Co. They are the beer that's actually good. Yeah, just don't have them before you go uh, to surf school or to Ocean Heroes, who <laughs> we are here with today. Perfect. Yep. Um, joined by Luke Hallam. Uh, Incredible episode, mate. Uh, mm. Thank you so much for coming on. Great service that you guys are providing. Uh, do you remember what mm. we spoke about today? Do you have a pretty good clue? Like a recap. Some of it. So we spoke about autism. We yep. spoke about surfing and what we do at Ocean Heroes and about why everyone should come down and volunteer. Correct. Uh, we spoke about ultra marathons. Yep. Yes. And Molokai to Oahu paddleboard races. Yep. Mm-hmm. We spoke Some about... awesome success stories that'll give you a little, little bit of water around the eyes. Mm. Yeah. We spoke about yeah. that it's okay for men to cry when yep. they're doing these ultra marathons. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, Um, some really cool success stories of graduates with people with autism. And how are they? Just people, man. They're just people. (laughs) They're just people. You don't have to speak to them like they're friggin' three years old. I always thought they were people. Yeah. Just. <laughs> but yeah, fuck, aw- awesome episode, mate. Yeah. Really appreciate you Epic. coming on. Epic, um, and appreciate what you guys are doing in the community. So, yeah. and, perfect. Uh, join us for the run near the beach. At yep. High Downs Podcast, click the link. Yes. 52Ks. We talked about that, actually. Yeah, yes. we did talk about yeah. that. So if you so. want to join, we're going to make it a, a donation to Legacy. And should we do two fundings or do we have to do something separate for Ocean Heroes? Maybe uh, we'll, we'll do something separate. We'll do a swimming thing or surfing right. or something. 24 hours. Yeah. 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the first 15 minutes and then let Andy do the rest. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. Let's, All right. Let's get wet. Let's get Welcome hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anything Chris White says, please disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Jelby. And Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get hard. Yeah, yeah. So, what's going on? We're uh, we're live. We're live. We're recording. We're on. Fuck yeah! How you feeling what? there, Daniel? Yep. Yeah. Ocean Heroes. I'm gonna put my hat on. I'm gonna yeah. put my hat on. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Um, thanks for coming on, man. Um, really appreciate your time. Uh, the, we've uh, met through uh, the surfing classes that my daughter's been doing. So. Um, before we uh, really get into things, you want to give a rundown of who you yeah. are and what you're doing? What's yeah. the vibe? What's the general Marbo? Mm. What's the vibe? Awesome. Yeah. Castle. Best yeah. movie ever. <laughs> yes. Um, so thanks for having me, fellas. Mm. Mm. Um, so my name's Luke Allen. I'm the co-founder of Ocean Heroes. Um, so Ocean Heroes is a charity that's based here in WA, but we also run in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, we aim to improve the lives of autistic people and their families through surfing. It's mm. a very simple way of looking about what we do, but yeah. it is very complex mm. than what we actually do. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I've, se- I've seen it firsthand through uh, my daughter's attendance and, and the uh, improvement she's had and the... Fuck the smile on her face, man. When she catch when she stood up that first time on a wave, I fuck I nearly cried. Yeah. Actually, not nearly. I did. <laughs> I got teary. <laughs> oh, the waves, they're in my eyes. Um waves but, of emotion. But when they're just standing up on that board and it's just it, it is solo sport, obviously, so it makes it a bit um easier, I guess, for them. But yeah, just to see that smile was fucking incredible. And I'm sure other parents feel the, the same sort of thing. Yeah, so it's it's amazing when we first started it, it was totally just about the participants coming down and, you know, we get people of all ages who yep. attend. But it's that funny byproduct that we never knew we would impact yep. was the families right. around the children. Um, because quite often with these participants that come down, they have never played sport. Yep. They have never been to the beach. They don't know how to swim. Yeah. Um, they've never been in a social situation outside of their family or school. Mm. And then they come down... And they see their kid jump on a board and stand up and surf, which is a normal thing for an Australian kid to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just like an overwhelming emotion of hope yeah. and joy. It is wow. so cool. I can't yeah. explain that feeling that I got. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was oh. very nice to see. But um, I've resisted the urge to joke in that. Don't joke, bro. <laughs> joke. <laughs> a, a normal thing for an Australian kid. I'm fucking Italian. I swim yep. like a hairy brick. Yeah. I try to. <laughs> I, I try to. Duck dive on the surfboard as yeah. a fucking teenager. I was like, fuck this, man. I'm done. So the autistic kids are killing it. But for you to um, have to teach them to swim as well as surf, you might need insurance. Alltradescover.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, is that pretty hectic if they've never swum? Yeah. And my second follow-up question is, uh, I used to teach special needs kids for 10 years, so I've dealt with autistic kids like my whole teaching career. If their special interest is not surfing, how do you get them to like surfing? Yeah. That's the mm. biggest chat. Like if they're like, fuck this. Yeah. yeah. So this is the both very deep questions. Mm. And like we can go into as much depth as you it's want around them. Into waste both. heart. Waste yeah. heart. <laughs> waste heart. <laughs> so so the first side of it is um, the opportunity. 
yeah. side of it. So um, this is a pretty damning stat and kind of the reason that we do what we do. So in Australia, the leading cause of death for autistic children is drowning. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So there's different studies that have got different sort of ratios, anywhere from four times a neurotypical child yeah. to there's places in the US. Obviously, it's geographically determined. Yeah. Obviously, if they're landlocked, it's mm. less likely. Yeah. But in places like Florida, um, and it would be relatively similar here in Australia, it can mm. be as more as 100 to 150 times more likely wow. than a neurotypical child. That's crazy. Huge variety of reasons. But the main reason is they don't get the opportunity to access nippers yeah. or swim schools or things like that because they're group activities. Yeah. And generally these participants are struggling to be in those groups. They, mm. they need that one-on-one support. Mm. One-on-one support requires a lot of money. Mm. Sometimes these families don't have enough money to fund that, so mm. then that child misses out. So yeah. answering the first question. Um, the second question is, we get, you know, if, if what do we do if a child doesn't want to surf? Yeah. We get participants coming down who have never had a shower because they're so terrified of water mm. and the feeling of it on their body, the, the, the full sensory side of it. Yeah. Um, where we just literally build bonds and trust. Yeah. And that's all it is. None of our surf coaches are experts. Yeah. And I think that's what we do really, really well. We just bond yeah. to the kid. We just figure out what they need. Yeah. And their success might be rocking up to the van yeah. and putting a wetsuit on. Yeah. Mm. Or their success might be catching the green wave and getting chewed. It was yeah. such a big um, box tick in my mind watching you guys go through just establishing in a relationship mm. with Scotty because her biggest issue is just like attaching to someone and, and feeling that trust. Um, so uh, it took about half an hour to get her in the water. And mm. she's not fine. She's fine getting in water, mm. but she was anxious about them. Mm. But they first thing they did, well, let's build a sandcastle. Yep. Let's yeah. just start chatting. Let's uh, get that. And they tick that box and then, all right, do you want to go in for a swim? And then, oh, let's get on the board. On her first session, eventually towards the end, last 10 minutes, they got her standing up on the board. And that was, yeah, incredible that to watch so that in- process. interesting that you can do that in half an hour in a beach setting. And at a school setting, the teachers, they're just expected to come to class and fucking fit in with a few little minor adjustments without mm. building a relationship first. Yeah. So mm. for you guys to be able to just figure that out, oh, well, let's build relationships and then we'll deal with the other stuff. Mm. It doesn't happen in an education setting. Mm. You in know, teenage I'll, years, I should say. Yeah, for sure. We're not pigeon-held by certain guidelines, yeah. you know, and, and half an hour can actually be quite a short time yeah, frame for us mm, to, to do that. Oh, and yeah, and yeah. we've had participants that come down that it takes them 10 sessions to yeah. even go to the sand. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. That's their journey and we'll, we'll support them along that way. Um, we'll also get um, participants with PDA profiles. So if you suggest something to them, they're just not going to do it. Yeah. So you almost got to like inception plant <laughs> yeah. the, the idea into, it, yeah. into their head, yeah. which, is a, which is a challenge. But it's also um, every single person that comes is different. So when we tell our surf coaches what to do, it is so simple. It is build trust, mm. build relationships, and whatever support they need, provide it. Mm. There is no guidebook for a kid that comes down, yeah. and the best person to talk to is the parents. Parent, yeah. How's, um, so how does the process come? Because it's NDIS funded. Mm. One, how, it's hard enough to get on the NDIS program a lot of work a lot of meetings a lot of paperwork and uh thank you to steph for putting in that effort to getting all that yeah. sort of stuff sorted it's um, a fucking joke at the moment the it's, NDIS yeah thing. it's it's really all difficult over the shop they do some great work but then there's some people that get funding that you like so i'm interested how? though 
how what like what's the process for you guys to get on that list of things that are funded by NDIS mm, and part of the program? Pretty yeah. exhaustive, hey? Yeah, so we've got two programs. So we've mm. got the Surf Experience Program, which mm-hmm. Scotty attends, mm-hmm. but then we also have our free events program, mm-hmm. So it's which is obviously completely free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so from the NDIS perspective, when we first started kind of floating this idea, mm. um, we got a lot of pushback. Initially, they were like, you guys are cowboys. What are you doing? Mm. You guys are going to do something wrong or somebody's going to get hurt mm. as you would have seen in our program safety is absolute pa- paramount yeah. most of the participants wear life jackets yeah especially if they don't know how to swim <laughs> yeah. um, and then um so for us to get onto that um sort of approved funders list there's two different ways you can go about it so the ndis has um three categories you have self-managed plan managed and agency managed. Mm -hmm. So because we're not a registered NDIS provider, we just fit under the Mm self-managed plan managed side of things. But then the participants' funding is dictated by their plan manager and where they can spend it. Um, So we help them with quotes and letters of of support for whatever their child needs. Um, And their, their goal might be like, you know, they want to go access the beach on the weekends because they love it down there. Mm. But they don't know how to swim. They don't have any boundaries around ocean safety. Yeah. So that's where we come in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. I'm very closely um, affiliated with NDIS. One of my best uh, mates just works across the road here. Um, and I found from what she was telling me, plan <laughs> managers are one of the most important people because if you get a dud, just mm. like someone that doesn't know what they're doing, mm. they go, oh, no, they don't need funding for that. We're going to put the funding into... Fucking, I don't know, like it could be a special type of clothing or whatever. If you don't get a good plan manager to distribute your funds or even justify why the kid needs it, you're already mm. facing mm. A, a losing battle. So, and it's you guys so see hard how to work to, with that. Because it is so unreal. hard to self-manage it as mm. well. There's so much work required just to get it, let alone manage it and try and figure out where to put it. Right. So yeah. having a good um, plan, ma- yeah. plan manager. Yeah. And, it's, and it's really interesting because when, when I first started the Surf Experience Program, the vast majority of my time was talking to plan managers yeah. and trying to convince them well, what we were doing was <laughs> beneficial. And if you're trying to convince somebody who doesn't like the water mm. or isn't really in the job for the right reasons, yes. it's kind of like running into a brick wall 100%. over and over. So, but now we've got processes in place and, and you so know good. we've got great relationships with a lot of the service providers. Yeah. Um, so we are you know, relatively good at getting funding, but yeah. a lot of the time... It, the participant won't get enough. Yeah, you know, always the way. Mm. Are you? Do you? Do their support workers come down with them, or is it just parents only? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. So um, sometimes you'll get support workers who have multiple clients, yeah. and mm. they'll bring them down, and like we get to form relationships with them, and then they'll become volunteers for us in the future. Yeah, and, sick. Um, but mainly it's parents, yeah. and you know, coming back to that hope, joy, seeing your kid do something normal. Yeah, you know, that's what's so special. Yeah, and mm. and, and it could also be respite. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just drop the kid off for an hour, yeah. go and have a coffee. We take them for a surf, they have a great time, and then right. they're kind of ready but to that, go. Obviously, that's after you've built their relationship. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Try to drop them off. It's a yeah. nightmare. Yeah, no. So, and, and you know, at Brighton on, on, and Scarborough on, on a Saturday <laughs> when it's 38 degrees, quite yeah. often the parent needs to drop yeah. the kid off because there is no, no parking. fucking yeah. parking no. anywhere. Yeah. I drove around for like <laughs> fucking 45 minutes the other day, like, wow. got there early knowing. I was like, yeah. I'm not making the same mistake, and still, like, just got there in wow. time for Scotty. Wow. 45 minutes early. Yeah. And did you, uh, was this spurred on by something? personal for you or did you just want to do something good or had you seen this work mm. how yeah. did you get into it yeah it's a bit of a long story and and it's it's well, probably well, cool to share long, like, got time. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's um so when i left school i became a pt and um when I, it was probably like six months into you know starting that sort of business and 
Um, I had this mum come to me who had a little daughter who was being homeschooled mm. um, and she wasn't doing any exercise at all. So she was like, oh, I just want her to like run around and burn some energy like, you know, most kids because yeah. right now at home we're doing nothing. Mm. And so I just started kind of training her, which was just like running around on the indoor sport courts and yeah. all the treadmills and stuff. Nothing too serious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was more the social side where this particular girl was getting the benefit from yeah mm-hmm. um eventually she went back to mainstream schooling um graduated at yeah. TAFE, like doing great things now cool. but the cool thing was is that this mum was like an advocate for all other parents yep. of people with autism and all of a sudden i went from having like three clients to having 50 clients nice. and the vast business, <laughs> great for business. <laughs> but i had like a huge range of people with autism yeah. coming down to train with me i had no idea what i was doing yeah mm-hmm. And, you know, I would have people that are coming down who are nonverbal, require 24-hour care, violent towards themselves or others. Um, How and do you deal with starting that's, that with That's just no their self-regulating, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, this is the thing. Like, I kind of just jumped in the deep end. And, and <laughs> no I think, training. As well, teachers, we have hours of PE. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, deal with this. Yeah, and, you know, there were some hairy moments and, you know, there's been times where it's kind of, you know, you take a step back and you're like, well, that was pretty heavy. Yeah. But then you, you either just go, oh, I'm not doing it anymore. You think, well, what did I do wrong? What yeah. could I do better? Mm. Um, and that's where I b- built all my skills around this. Um, and I love it. It's yeah. the best thing ever. Mm. And the coolest thing about it was is I figured out that all of these participants can exercise. Yeah. Mm. Every one of them can, Yeah. but they weren't. <laughs> None yeah. of them were. They weren't doing sport. They weren't yep. going to the gym. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I was like, well, what else could they do that mm. they aren't doing? And yep. so I put out like a survey to these 50 families. Yeah. And I was like, do you guys go to the beach at all? <laughs> yeah. None of them. Fuck. Wow. You know, and if but you like put they just, the they didn't tempt it or they just don't. It's just not a thing. You yeah. know, like, you know, the fear of being judged out in the community, mm. hot, sand, mm. ocean, salt, yeah. all these sensory things. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, no, nah, too hard. You know, let's just make sure we keep the routine safe. Yeah. I get it. Mm. 100%. Yeah. But also we need to be able to provide that opportunity for mm. those people that want it. Yep. So I got together with the other co-founders, Sam Moyle and Tom Johnston, um, and we thought it would be a really good idea to grab a bunch of stand-up paddle boards from Stand-Up Surf Shop and take a bunch of my clients surfing on a Sunday in May 2016. Mm. Yeah. So like 25 of these families rocked up and it was chaos. <laughs> like, <laughs> no style. I would have loved to see that. Like, like we had no idea what we were doing. Like, there's wipeouts everywhere, yeah, yeah. you know, like, and it was full on. And it was actually, like, the best day of surf at Leighton. I know the story gets bigger and bigger every time yeah, I yeah, tell yeah. it, but <laughs> the waves were unreal. Yeah. Um, so, which wasn't great for us because they were big and we were on these massive <laughs> boards that you were just seeing. Yeah. And, yeah, it was pretty heavy. But after the event, we had all these parents being like, okay, are we doing this next week? <laughs> and we're just like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> and, then, um, and then, yeah, so we just had so much demand. So it started off really, really small from there. And then we registered as a charity. Yeah. And we were like, okay, like, let's do it properly. Let's form a board. And we're really lucky to get some really integral people on the board who are way surf, smarter at surfboard. us. Surfboard. Yeah, on the surfboard. <laughs> um, so like our, our treasurer, Nando, like, if we didn't have him, we'd be nowhere. And then we got like the actual people who are experts, like Professor Andrew Whitehouse from Telethon Kids, who's like a leading researcher. How um, do you get people like that? Just as the parents? Oh, really? Him. Yeah, just went straight to them, tell them what we're doing. And like because, face to face. Yeah, and, yeah. and because they know there's a lack of these opportunities. Mm. They're like, let's do it. Mm. Let's make yeah. it happen. And everyone that we approached who's in that sort of, you know, 
network mm. was like, this is awesome, we need to do this because mm. there's nothing like this in Australia. Mm. So, Especially for a place like, like Australia, place we, we have the best surf and yep. coastline in the world. Well, not yeah. best, but yeah. But yeah. Oh, mate, I would, I would push back and be like, we have the best beaches mm. and yes. we have the best water in the world. Mm. 90, 90% of our population live within 100 k's of the coast. Yeah. Mm. Um, it is an integral part of our culture. And I know that you said you, you obviously don't swim very well and all yeah. that, but you had the opportunity yeah, in go. your community to be able to go, I want to go to Nippers, I want to go yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we first started these these free events, which is how we started Ocean Heroes, they started with 25 kids and then we grew it to 40 and then to 50. The word started to spread. And then all of a sudden we were getting 150 people to these events. So an autism-specific one-on-one <laughs> Now it's a group event? Nah, so oh. it's, it's always one-on-one. We what, so you have 150? So, so, yeah. we, so we stagger it. So wow. we have like waves of like 12 participants come down every half an hour. Oh, that's incredible. Otherwise, it's just, you it's can't so do it. Hectic. Um, and, and it's in such demand, and it still is to this day, where we put up an event on Facebook and mm. for the families to book in, and we'll book out 150 spots in five minutes. Wow. And then we'll have a wait list of hundreds. Do they want to come to comedy shows at all? (laughs) (laughs) I could only dream of selling out five minutes. Is your comedy show free? (laughs) That's a great point. And and that's the thing as well. Just uh, when you see the one, the look on their face, Mm. uh, it's it's almost addictive to the parent. Like, yes, when's the next one? We need that. We need that next one because fuck, she enjoyed that and she's growing from that. So it is like, yeah, it's one of those. So what you would have twelve instructors. With oh, 12 yeah. kids? Yeah, so our free events, they totally run on volunteers. Cool. So we'll have volunteers, 60, 70, come down, donate their Sunday, mm. you know, which is quite hard to get an 18 to 35-year-old to get up early on a Sunday. Yeah. And they come down, and if they're good in the water, they're in the water. We mm. obviously train them, yeah. teach them what to do. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have our staff at the event. So running our free events in WA, we have Xander Dehan. And he's doing unreal things. Um, with that, we have a volunteer coordinator, M, um, and those guys essentially run these events where 150 kids come down, they get paired with a with a volunteer or volunteers, depending yep. on their needs, mm. and they go surfing for half an hour and they get all the photos in the world. They feel like a community like part of a community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they can hang out at the beach for as long as that's that pretty want. cool. Mm. What yeah. have you found to be some of the myths that um, have been busted over your time? Because you've taught yourself how because autism isn't just one specific, like, this is an autistic person. No. It's so many. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like a massive yeah. broad range. Yeah. What have you found that have been some myths that you've debunked on your own or, like, yeah. some common misconceptions? There's there's a few things that I really kind of I, – I hear now and I'm just like, you're an idiot. Where I hear people say, oh, I'm a bit autistic yeah. or something like that. And you're just like, <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> the challenges. And, you know, regardless of the education around it yeah. – um, you know, that sort of stigma around, you know, saying, oh, I behaved poorly. Yeah. I'm a bit like that. Some people with autism are so amazing. Yeah. They are incredible. Their gifts that they have. Like, I used to have a client, and I can't say his name for reasons you'll figure out soon. Right. I used to train him in the gym. And his mum said to me, hey, we're moving to Canberra. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. What are you like? He's like, oh, you just got a scholarship. The kid was 14. Yeah. Just got a scholarship to one of the universities there. Wow. For coding. Wow. Which was funded by ASIO. Wow. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so this, this Grom has been picked out through some 
way yeah. and just had this, has this brilliant mind and, you know, he's now gone on to probably be a hacker Hack or into, a spy yeah. or Work something. for the government. Yeah. 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 So perfect circle. We are on an ASIO watch list. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then the other side of it is um, the one I hear, which is just totally wrong, is that autistic people lack empathy. Yeah. And that is just not the case. Yeah. Um, you know, they may just display it differently. Yeah. Um, some of the com- best conversations I've ever had in my life have been with autistic people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I have great friendships with so many of them now. Yeah. And I just throw that out the window. That is not a thing. And it's just like regular people. Yeah. Some people have less empathy. Some people have more. Yeah. That is just, you know, not the case. And so yeah. you obviously you specialise in the autism stuff, but it covers a broad range of mm. things, for even GDD. So mm. obviously my, my daughter came down for those sorts of reasons. So... Um, is there other things that they cover? Is it anything yeah. that's is covered it just by autism NBIS? or is it yeah people with the dis- disability or a, someone that's funded? Yeah, yeah. So we will never turn anyone away. Yeah. So we get people that come down with brain injuries, yeah. CP, Down syndrome, anything. Yeah. We we've taken everyone mm-hmm. that says we want to come surfing. Yeah, cool. We just specialise in the autism side of things because it's such a large pool. Yeah. Mm. Um, so if you put autism in one group and every other disability in another, autism mm. is twice the size yeah. of that, according to the NDIS anyway. Um, so it's a significant part of our population. What do you um, think What do you think that is – is this a new trend? And this is what I struggle with as well, even being a teacher for 10 years. A lot of the kids that got funded for autism, I'm like, I'm still a bit confused because do you think it's a social trend? Do you think it's something that's happened – or is it just better reported? Uh, do we identify it better than, say, the 80s and 90s? Because, like, mm. even we were saying a few weeks ago, when we went to school, we didn't really recognise other kids as, like, autistic kids. There was maybe one or two weird ones that now when you look back, you're like, oh, they were probably autistic. Mm. But as a teacher and someone in society more, you see a lot more. Is that because we recognise it better or is it something changed? Mm. Mm. It's a hard one. So, full disclaimer, yeah. I am not an expert <laughs> on that, um, but I do, like, obviously hear a lot of, like, research and studies yeah. about it. So, it is a combination, I would have thought. Mm. Um, so, the combination of better diagnostic tools mm. um, is probably the first one yep. and most major one. So, where you had people slipping through the net and not being diagnosed at all through life and yeah. they might be able to mimic really well. Yeah. They're getting caught earlier, which is great because then they're getting their supports mm. earlier to then live as normal life as they possibly can. And that's that's a huge issue. I was a massive denier in a couple of Scotty's um, her delays, and um, re- Steph really pushed for us to start to address these sorts of things. Mm. And I was one of those people who went, "Nah, she'll develop as she develops." Like mm. she, she might take a little bit longer. That's fucking. She's just a kid. Um, now, obviously, seeing uh, the benefits of having some speech physio, uh, OT, um, how it's helped with the GDD and and how she goes moving forward. Um, but it's it's got to a to a point where she's quite capable of just, you know, handling year one, which mm. is she's stepping straight into it next year, which is mm. huge, very good. So, yeah, now um, getting in early and and yeah. recognizing those signs early is super important. Hundred mm. percent. Um, there's probably a, a few other factors. So obviously the NDIS in Australia is geared towards diagnosis, mm-hmm. um, whether or not paediatricians, OTs, physios, speeches, see somebody who's kind of on that cusp and goes, I want them to get support, which yep. is great because they're good people and they yeah. want these people to achieve yeah. in life. Um, you know, and there's a stat in the NDIS that right now, and this is what you're saying, um, 
five to nine-year-old boys in Australia, 10% of them are on the so autism That doesn't spectrum. feel right to me. So, so it's one of those things where it's kind of like, and this will be the big changes in the NDIS in the future, mm. is that maybe diagnosis you know, might not be the tool that they use to put somebody on, but more right. the function mm. yeah. of what they're lacking yeah. to, to support. Almost yeah. paralysis by analysis, like overanalyzing everything, yeah. going, yep, that's an autistic trait. That means that they're autistic. Or like these three things are signs of autism. So that because ten percent that doesn't, it, it, I mean. So so it's one maybe of that's just normal human. <laughs> you know, maybe ten percent of humans yeah. are just like that. It's so. it's one of those things where again, like I don't have the expert background mm. to it. Um, my kind of wheelhouse is making sure that if somebody <laughs> if somebody is in that in that situation, that they have opportunity yeah. to to do something that makes mm. them feel a part of yeah. a community and be able to have fun, man. Yeah, you know? for sure. My best strategy with my autistic kids was to treat them like the other kids. Yes. It was literally, yep. don't treat them any differently. Make some adjustments to perhaps their learning or whatever their interests are. Mm-hmm. But I would talk to them and treat them exactly like I would any other kid. Mm-hmm. And it was way more successful than... I see other teachers and they speak to them like they're fucking dumb six-year-olds. Yeah. It's like, that's not what they need. You can have a joke with them. Like, you can still treat them. You can, like, I would, like rile them up a little bit by like you know winding them up but not not trigger yeah, them yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. have a have some banter banter yeah yeah and it's like man just fucking half the thing is realizing you don't have to cotton ball these kids but yeah it's, so uh, you'd have some ripper stories i reckon as well yeah, for stand up I've, <laughs> I've got some like amazing stories of like that social connection yeah. and you know like and one of the things which i have found to be true is that a lot of these participants we take, and especially when I was working in the gym, because you really develop that one-on-one relationship when you're PT and somebody. Yeah. And um, the the filter yeah. does lack on some yeah, of them. Yeah, it's so funny. And, man, like some <laughs> sometimes like, you know, I'll have one of the clients on a, on a treadmill and they're walking and there's somebody next to them who's quite large. <laughs> and uh, and, the, and the, the, the person in the gym will be like, oh, you're doing great, like, to, to, the, to the client. And she'll look back and be like, you're not, you're still fat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's peaking, hey? Hey? It's going up into the yellow. Um, Is that, like, full peaking, that bottom one? No, yellow's no? fine. Okay, cool. Yellow's great. Yeah, fuck, that's so funny, yeah. man. Like the, the the no filter is brilliant. Yeah. I've heard them fucking say shit to this to the EA. Oh my. Yeah, fuck. and and it's one of those things where what you said, treat them just like a normal person. Yeah, they are just a normal person. Yeah, and like anybody, you just gotta, you know, we all require different levels of support and need in our lives. Mm. Um, you just got to figure out what that is. Yeah. It is, you know, we deal we deal with a lot of people who are nonverbal. Mm. So being able to socially communicate with them is, is a skill that you have to now, learn. What sort of strategies would you use there? Because that's the one thing I was like, well, not lucky enough, but I didn't have, I think I had one kid that was nonverbal, but he would talk a little bit. I was, he was actually all right with me, but what, how do you, how do you communicate? What do you do? Because they can't, do they choose not to talk or they can't talk? This is what I've always wondered. Again, in your experience, yeah, yeah. In, in my experience, it's it's they don't have the the brain development yet to right. be able to use speech. Cool. But I'll tell you the story and it'll blow your mind. Mm. So I, I did a, a conference where I, I where I gave gave a presentation about ocean heroes and what we do, and it was in this room full of all these neuroscientists and brain surgeons, and I always should not have been in that room. <laughs> <laughs> and, They've got degrees. Um, you're like, I'm yeah, a PT, man. We yeah, got this yeah. Going. yeah, yeah. And um, and the guy after me was a non-verbal autistic person, 
who got up and the way he communicated was he typed away and they showed a video of him typing and he would sit there and stim, so with his hands moving like this, yeah. and then press a letter and then stim and then press a letter. And yeah. he like wrote this like 10-minute speech out like that. It took him hours to do. Really? So he walks up on stage stimming, really uncomfortable, bright lights, everything, and then he pressed play. And this speech just tore these doctors and therapists to shreds because he's like, you often talk like I'm not in the room. Yeah. You never talk to me. Mm. You talk to my parents and you pretend like I can't hear. Mm. I am a human being. Talk to me. And that's always stuck with me. So my kind of skill around it is instead of asking questions because you might not get an answer, I am just saying statements. I'm like, oh, the surf is so good today. Um, we're going to go down here now. Look at that seagull. Look at that dolphin. Whatever. Yeah. But constantly talking yeah. because they deserve it. They want social interaction as well. And just because they're not saying saying anything doesn't mean they don't have anything. Have you to learned say. to pick up on cues on when they're happy, sad? Yeah. Yes, Everyone's no. different. Yeah. yeah. So we've got one grum who comes down, Zach. He's like famous at our events. Everybody <laughs> wants to take him. He squeals when he's happy, so Sick. he'll catch a wave and stim and just squeal super loud. Fuck and he sits yeah. on the board and he just frosts. He's been coming since day one. Yeah. And still comes to surf experiences, free events. And everyone loves taking him because you get that feedback. Yeah. It's positive. You know, you can tell he loves it. Yeah. A lot of the other kids, you might not get that sort of feedback or you might need to learn what their kind of thing is, but they're all different. Yeah. Because that's all your ego as well going, oh, fuck, I'm doing a good job here. Why don't they appreciate it? Like even as a teacher, when I had autistic, I'd do something really, I'd go out of my way from and they would just be like, it would look like they didn't give a fuck, but that's just me interpreting Mm. a neurotypical response. When the reality is, I probably like mm. fucking frothing it. You just don't get that, that <laughs> yeah. normal feedback that you would get. Yeah, and having the awareness a different way. Yeah, yeah. And having the awareness of being okay with that. Yeah, um, as well. And then often, if they are verbal, you can verbalize them. Yeah. You know, are you enjoying this? Yeah. Mm. And they're going to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, yeah. "No, nah, this sucks." Yeah. Or can we do something different? Yeah. Um, or they'll be like, "No, nah, this is cool." Yeah. You know. So yeah. what do you go like? So obviously you're. You have your sort of, I guess, uh, quote unquote, training and your sort of um, experience in it. Yeah. But you get volunteers, you get helpers, you get people who are involved. What, what what do they do to get involved? Do you have to run them through how or give them ideas of how to handle certain situations or how does that sort of evolve? Because there's a, a broad range of people there. And on, to, yeah. on top of that, do you ever get autistic people helping other autistic people mm. yes. after they've come through? Yes, this is all my favourite thing to, to talk about. So first off, volunteering, bit of a plug. We actually have a free event on this Sunday at Trig. Yeah, right. um, so it's running from 8 to 1.30. Cool. Um, if you want to come volunteer, hit us up on our socials, Ocean Heroes. Um, all you need is a working with children check that's for obvious reasons. That's, yeah. um, and then um, we teach everything else. Mm. So down at the event, so say if you want to come down and just stay on the beach and help the kids get into wetsuits and life jackets, um, you don't need to have real kind of water training. Mm-hmm. It's super easy to, to kind of teach. Yeah. You'll have lots of people around you as well to kind of guide you through. And mm-hmm. again, like it's learning on the job a little bit, um, but the water stuff is really important. So mm-hmm. we obviously safety first and yeah. we have yeah. breath, sorry best practice at mm-hmm. Ocean Heroes. So we'll never put a first-time volunteer with a participant that has never been before and requires a, a hell of a lot of support. Yeah. Mm. So um, our beach coordinators are great at making sure we pair the right participant with the right coach yeah. or volunteer. Um, so when they rock up, they'll come down to the beach, um, learn how to take somebody serving, learn some very easy things to do with people with autism, like 
don't repeat questions, get down to their eye level when you talk to them, mm-hmm. um, speak a little bit slower, but not in a way that you kind of like, yeah, you know, dumb. just make sure you're just like really clear, clear when you're talking to them and then never drag them into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas yeah. when I come down, that's where I had to step in the other day, I was like, nah, fuck it, let's chuck Scotty in, bang, and I just chucked her in the water. Yeah, but and it's very different when it's somebody who's come multiple times and we yeah. know where they're at yeah. and if it's somebody who is their first time actually yeah. being at the beach. Yeah. Um, so, so that, like, please come down. I'm super biased. Yeah. Our <laughs> volunteer experience is the best experience in Australia. Yeah. And, and I, I don't say this lightly, and because I've obviously seen thousands of people come through our programs, you can change somebody's life yeah. by taking them surfing. And it's not the surfing. It's not. I'm not telling any of this kind of crap yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. surfing is doing this. It is the opportunity and the community that is making it better for these people. Yeah, yeah. and just mm. being able to connect and see them achieve. Yeah. So do you have surf mm. school graduates come yes. back and help? Yes, mm. big time. So I'll give a shout out to the kind of three that we have at the moment. And this is a pathway we want to create at Ocean Heroes where we a big thing when an autistic person leaves school is they really struggle to gain employment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's somewhere in the 50% to 60% wow. range of unemployment mm. in somebody. And that's underemployment as well. Mm. So then you'd have a percentage of those 40% that are underemployed. So that's a real issue. So we wanted to create a pathway where not only could we give work experience hours, which yeah. is kind of like a little bit of a cop-out, but a great experience. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's also we want to create a paid position yeah. for some of our graduates yeah. who have come through. So we've got um, a young man named Charlie, another young man named Cole, and a young lady called Serena. And these guys have started when they were 8, 9, 10 years old cool. with us at Ocean Heroes. And started where they were scared of the ocean. They yeah. didn't want to go in. And now we're putting them through surf rescue course, first wow. aid courses. They're coming down to our surf experience program. They're doing their work experience. That's incredible. And it looks like one of them is going to be on a casual basis with us next year. Mm. And just not just making Ocean Heroes this thing where it's like, oh, yeah, we just take people with autism surfing, mm. but actually having some social impact outside mm. of that where it's kind of like, man, we're doing this and we're doing this and we're providing employment and super cool. That's awesome. But the families see this and, you know, because the kids love Ocean Heroes, mm. they want to work with us. They're just like frothing to learn. Mm. And so trying to create that pathway for them is, you know, a big part of my role. Yeah. Um, and it's a real challenge. Yeah. Don't You know, I've got no experience in creating these pathways. Yeah. But again, yeah. it's one of those things that's super, you know, tailored to the person. Yeah. Even navigating something like conditions would be quite a yep. diff- like if it's a pissing down rainy disgusting day mm-hmm. like how, how would you go about navigating something yeah. like that is it year round or do you just do summer because that uh, would be y- the hard y- thing y- year, year round, round. Yeah. Um, we obviously don't run when it's really bad weather yeah. mm-hmm. and safety first we, we don't go out if it's massive swell yeah mm-hmm. Um, and it is kind of a tricky one because the ocean is never the same mm. two yeah. days in, you know and it's kind of like one of those things where teaching ocean and surf awareness is better by doing yeah. than by saying, oh, the waves can be this big one day or that mm. big. So it is hours yeah. in the water to mm-hmm. learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what's so great about the work experience program because yeah. they're down there and they're learning about it. And each time before we go out, we have, hey, that's where the rip is. This is where the sandbar is. This yeah. is where we are going to stay so mm. we don't get dragged out there. And that's cool. Um, but it is, it's so challenging, you know. Yeah. I still go down to the ocean. I'm like, whoa, what is that doing over there? Or like, you know, it's so different every yeah. day. Mm. And because we run these events all over WA. Mm. So, you know, we do them in Broome, we mm. do them in Geraldton, Esperance, Denmark, Albany, Margs. Um, 
the conditions are different for all of them. Yeah. So, for example, in Broome, the tide difference can be nine metres. Yeah. So we'll start an event right up near the sand dune and in four hours we're 400 metres out to sea. Wow. Yeah. It's dry. So yeah. learning how to navigate these changing conditions mm. is a challenge, but it's just time. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to ask as well that stuck on me because you're talking about changing conditions. Have you found that um, autistic kids the routine thing is a bit of a myth or do they actually need routine? Because it sounds like they'd be doing something different when they come down to the beach all the time. And even going back, going down for the first time is a break in their routine. But if they enjoy it, what's your experience with that stigma or stereotype of it has to be done this way, then this way? Because I found a lot of the autistic kids were quite reasonably flexible Mm. with not having, didn't have to be like this, this and this. There were some little, little tiny triggers where they had to, have a pen or like flicking a pen or something. But in terms of like your routine daily or what you're going to do, they're quite flexible with that. Yeah. It's everybody's different. Horses for courses. Yeah. So we'll get some kids that come down super flexible Mm. and we can just do whatever, you know. And then we got other kids that come down that have to surf at the same time with the same coach with the, you know, and that's fine. So what we do with our, especially with the events and surf experiences, we try to make sure that the process to start with is always the same gotcha so for at the events they rock up at a desk get a wristband they then put a wetsuit and a life jacket on get paired with the surf coach Mm. learn to surf and then they go out it never changes cool that's how we do it yeah um but if the participant needs it to change yeah we will change it yeah i wonder what role neuroflexibility and and the default mode network that we've talked about mm. recently. I wonder well, what yeah, that we'll plays. Bring some mushrooms down for the yeah, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder no. what role. No, 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 no. I wonder what that role role plays with them. Yeah, because it would be similar pathways, and uh, I wonder that may potentially they have more flexibility. Yeah, It'd be interesting to see if an autistic adult consenting that did magic mushrooms, if mm. the the thinking processes or the routine things would. Because well, it silences the, the default mode mm. network, which helps with uh, neuroflexibility. But if the neuroflexibility is already, from what you guys are saying, is pretty rigid, not uh, not rigid, oh, yeah. and they seem to be able to jump around, maybe mm. it's maybe theirs is already toned down a little bit. Yeah. Potentially, I don't know. I'd love to know the the science behind that one. Yeah. So so I'll jump in there. So there's a couple of studies which are really unreal yeah. that are going on around kind of the surf therapy zone. Um, and, um, you know, they've been using magic mushrooms or how do you say psilocybin um, and MDMA where obviously using that as a form of treatment for Mm. people with PTSD and really bad depression. Mm -hmm. Um, And you guys had a guy on a podcast recently. I listened to that. He's incredible, amazing. Dr. Stephen Um, And I've obviously got lived experience in in my own family with similar sort of things. And um, so 70% of autistic people over the age of 14 have a mental health condition. Right. So How 70. Fuck. Is that a yep. co... Not morbidity, but a co... Like, are they together or does one cause the other? I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. But I'm just saying what the what the stat is, and it could be depression, anxiety, mm. OCD, whatever. Mm. So that's the, the most recent stat. 70% of over 14-year-olds. Um, so then you go back to like, you know, different treatment protocols and, and different therapies and, and 
you know, they're doing this amazing thing in, in America where they're treating PTSD with surfing mm. for veterans who've come back from, you know, war. Wow. And having amazing results. And, and they're doing it to a point where I'm pretty sure they're doing brain scans and, you know, because obviously PTSD can be measured. Mm. Um, and they're, they're doing this, these incredible things where they're getting huge, huge um, achievements for their clients. And then there's obviously the, the MDMA side and the magic mushroom side. I've got no idea about that. Yeah. Yeah. But having these alternative therapies yeah. mm. around where we don't claim to be a therapy yeah. at all and just making sure people understand that, mm. yes. we don't fit into that category. There is no evidence that suggests that serving in autism is a therapy. Yeah. Um, but being part of a community, mm. exercising, mm. feeling like you belong, having yeah. good social relationships, they mm. are all linked to better mental health. Well, yeah. And for everyone. Yeah. yeah, but even even saying that, like at just having that recent knowledge of what we've t- learned about with neurorigidity and um, neuroflexibility, potentially that's there's something happening. Learning with, a new skill. Yeah, you're learning a new skill. You're doing something that's out of your comfort zone, yeah. so it's probably lending a little bit of help. And in you're that getting regard. outdoors, and you're being with nature, and mm. you're moving your body, mm. and you're learning a new skill, and mm. you're surrounded by other people who have been through what you through. It's almost like yes, being part of a community and using physical activity and helping your body circulate mm. and being out in the environment is good for you. Like, what a surprise! Yeah. Yeah. Well. I'll tell you a story which directly relates to that and it like almost makes me tear up every time I say it. And I'll, I'll change the name of the person because I know that she will listen. Yep. Um, and so at our second or third event, this little girl came down and we'll call her Rachel. Okay. And she came to the, to the event, signed up, got her wetsuit and got introduced to me. And I was like, hey, Rachel, I'm Luke, I'm your surfer. And she goes, hi, Luke, I'm Rachel and I'm autistic. I was like, that's cool. That's what we do down here. Yeah. We're all good. Took her surfing. We had a great time. Um, caught like maybe 10 waves. Didn't yeah. surf for too long and then kind of she was done, you know, and off she went. Were, I didn't you, really were you on a break? No. Rachel and Russ. Yeah. And then um, maybe like a week later, we got this like essay long email from her mum explaining what had changed in Rachel's life wow. after she came surfing. Mm. So she had explained that Rachel at school was getting like severely bullied. Um, she was eight years old at the time, had really bad depression, was seeing a psychiatrist for it, heavily medicated, mm. suicidal thoughts, just these sort of things that at shouldn't eight happen. Eight years old. Wow. Eight year old. Um, she had never done homework. She'd never done sport at school. Um, she'd never walked from the car to the classroom by herself mm. um, until the day after Ocean Heroes. Wow. And... That day, that Monday morning, she got out of, out of the car and said, bye, mum, and walked to class. What the fuck? Right? And then it gets so much better. She, her teacher then told her she did sport for the first time. She was engaged in, in classroom activity. Mm. That night, she did homework for the first time. The she fuck? then went to her psychiatrist's appointment, and her psychiatrist was like, this is not the same kid. What is going on here? Mm. Like, what have you done differently? And, it, you know, they were like, we've done nothing except we just went down to Ocean Heroes and we went surfing. And then fast forward now to this day, this Rachel girl, mm. she volunteers with us. Sick. And no longer is she, hey, I'm Rachel, I'm autistic, autistic. And, and, you know, that is her. Yeah. It is now, hey, I'm Rachel, I'm a surfer. Yeah, And it's so cool. And again, it's not the surfing, but it is the opportunity mm. for them to access something where they can learn a new skill, 
feel a part of something. Yeah. yeah. Feel like they can actually do something cool. Yeah. You know? Different and then idea. it flows yeah. on to the rest of their life. That's um, so cool. Very yeah. interested in what's happening there in the brain. Mm. There must there's something. Well, That's instead cool. of going, I'm Rachel, I'm autistic, your your whole personality is autism. If I'm autistic, that means I don't have friends, I can't do sport, I don't do this, I do all of a sudden she's learned, hey, I'm Rachel, I'm autistic, but I can fucking surf. I've just learned how to do this. Mm. Maybe something's gone on and gone, well, if I can surf, I can walk to class on my own. Mm. Yep. If I can walk to class on my own, I can do this. I can do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. That's so cool. Have you got any other really cool success stories that you love telling or something that you've seen someone progress? Yeah. So there's, there's a couple where um, the kids that have never had a shower mm. before. So, you know, they might come to us when they're six or seven mm. and the, you know, the parent, could you like, I've got a one year old daughter. So I couldn't imagine not being able to bathe my daughter. Yeah. Like, could you imagine just having to do wet wipes? Oh, it would just be an yeah. absolute, and I say these kids are six or seven, yeah. you know? Mm. And so they come down and, being able to kind of slowly integrate them into going down to the sand and mm. getting their feet wet for the first time. And it takes a long time to build that trust. In terms of like what, what's a long time? Weeks? Months? It depends. But we've had some participants, it, it, it can be months. Yeah. Um, wow. And I'm not saying it works for everybody. We definitely have people that come down and go, surfing's not for me. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But you tried it. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. But then hearing from these families, the life-changing side of it where – now Jimmy goes home and he has a shower yeah, by himself mm. and he has no fear. He yeah. gets out of the shower, dries himself, and it's cool. Whereas six months prior to that, Jimmy just was terrified of going into the bathroom. Yeah. And mm. that is life-changing for that family. Yeah. I want, what do, you, do, they, do, you, do they tell you what the trigger was or is it just the sensory thing? <laughs> or is it like a trauma from like they, they had a swim or something yeah. negative and they've associated could, it? Could be anything. anything. Could be could be the sensory side of it. Yeah. They could have had a you know a near drowning incident. Yeah. Did you say um, about trauma? Mushrooms, Delhi. Everything's mushrooms. Mushroom Jesus. But it's kind of like one of those things where you know we've all got these things where we're like I'm I'm terrified of flying in planes. Yeah. Yep. I've never had like a serious incident on a plane. Yeah. Mm. But it's just the idea of it. So maybe that that <laughs> that, that, that could fly. Like Focus I still don't understand that. these metal coffins in the sky. Uh, yeah. It's the um, lack of control, nuts. I think, and the and the not seeing where, where where you can go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Just the also like you That's know tough. if it if it hits the ground, you just like mm, we're we're gone. Yeah. That's so, how I feel when I get a, a woman driver in my Uber. <laughs> Just jokes. Just jokes. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> uh, Got yeah. you giggling. Classic. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's what who knows, man. 
What I don't even really have an irrational fear of, of yeah. anything. Heights, maybe bungee jumping was the scariest shit I ever did. Yeah, that's because you're. I've done skydiving to sick, try and overcome. Oh fear. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved it so much because I could see where I was going. Yeah. in the plane because yeah. it was a small plane. Mm. Yeah, and then it was. It was awesome fun. Yeah. So the next, the next thing we're going to do, skydiving heroes. Space jumping. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Gavin messaged me the other day? What are you doing on December? Blah, blah, blah. Um, do you want to come skydiving? <laughs> Hell yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah. There was, if you die, it nah, doesn't matter. No, nah, I was actually, already dead. I, I was considering it. There's, I've already had something on that day. But um, yeah, the fact that he was just like, do you want to come skydive? And the first thing I thought of was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it it's is awesome. Fun. Yeah, well, I was actually going to chat to you guys. I see you doing this 52k. Yeah, pint. come run a leg. So 100% because I love this stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. So one of our big sides to Ocean Heroes is our fundraising models and mm-hmm. how we do it. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty unique. So a lot of the time, some of us will do these crazy endurance things. So mm. like how we first started fundraising for Ocean Heroes, we did this paddleboard race in Hawaii from Molokai to Oahu. Fuck, is that is where... Uh, Andy Donaldson swam. Yeah, so yeah. Andy, Andy swam that. Wow. Oh no, he might have done Molokai to a different island. But either way, yeah. insane because yeah. these channels aren't like the Rottnest Channel where it's fifteen meters deep. Yeah, you know, some three thousand feet. Yeah, you know, they're super deep ocean, but <laughs> pretty hectic. Actually, that is a fear of mine. Deep yeah. ocean. Yeah. yeah, that's a fear. So, <laughs> so for for three years in a row, Sam and I, with the other co-founder, we did this race where mm. we would paddle from Molokai to Oahu. We're absolute battlers, <laughs> yeah. right? We're like, none of us had done like surf club paddleboarding ever. Yeah. We just learned how to do it. Yeah. And then we go across and do this race and there's guys like Jamie Mitchell and Kyle Lenny and like all these incredible Iron paddlers. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man, like yeah. Matt Poole does it. And, you know, all these guys are like elite athletes and then there's Sam and I. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, we would just battle across. But we, we, we thought it was such a great way to raise money because – the hardest thing about running a charity is getting grants and mm. raising money. Mm. And we're so lucky now that we have this fundraising team of Sam Kay and Michaela Jackson that they've come up with these out-of-the-box ideas. And I want to kind of challenge you guys to this. We've got this 24-hour swim in April mm. where we have teams of 10 where at any one point, one person from that team needs to be in the pool mm-hmm. doing a lap. And you've got to swim for 24 hours. Now, we've got the whole pool at Scarborough mm. for this. And in this race, we have teams that try and break the world record. Mm. And then we have teams <laughs> full of you right. know, kids and participants. And then Andy Donaldson, I'm pretty sure. I was about sure. to say, so we're going to hit up Andy Donaldson. <laughs> yeah. We'll hit up Jade. We'll hit up Blair Evans. It's funny, isn't it? And, and um, so I'm pretty sure Andy had like, you know, I think he was having sort of idea of maybe he was going to do, do it solo. Yeah. Like what oh, a madman. Yeah. Um, but this this swim has been our biggest fundraiser year after year and it just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. But it's such a cool community event because nobody's doing this. And, yeah. You know, you quite often see with charities, they'll go and do like a fun run or something or yeah. they'll just stand at the shops with a tin and yeah. donate to this. And that's great. Mm. Like, that's cool. But being creative around it mm. and doing these crazy endurance things. So mm. a couple of years ago, I did the Margaret River, I'm uh, sorry, uh, ultra marathon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh my God. I've done it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you did the 80? Yeah. Yeah. Did, did, did the 80 and like barely finished. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did, mm. which was cool. But these sort of like little things are just unreal. So when I hear you guys are doing these, mm. this cool. Well, so what's yeah. it called? 52K. 
pint to pint. 50, pint, 2K, to pint. pint to pint, yeah. So I'm aiming for half. Yeah. But you, if I can it, finish, happy days. I reckon you'll get it. I'll, um, but can you do what, a pint what? at the start and start running? I fucking hate beer. But I love raunchy. <laughs> <laughs> Our sponsors. Yeah. Uh, I, if I can do a pint of Jacks and Coke, then that's sweet. But, uh, Sugar rush. Yeah, it's what is it? We, uh, yeah, I'll tell you that because we didn't, we haven't really. Can you can you choose spoke what pints you have? Yeah. Like mm. like can you like you know like having a stout or a Guinness is very different to having oh, yeah, fuck you yeah. know like a single fan. That's something. a good idea. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can. Um, I, I is there a rule? That. Are we going to do? I was thinking as well. If you like, want to run and be part of it, you have to donate minimum fifty dollars. That's cool. Good That's idea. an easy thing, hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the starting 9am, 13Ks from the boat Mindari to Mullaloo Beach. Yep. Hopefully we get there at 10.30. That's uh, running at six. I've worked this out running at six minute pace. Six yep. minute pace. And that's doable. Yep. Yeah. Which is just a pretty cruisy. Yeah. Like it's not 10, too 10Ks an hour. Yeah. Yep. 11K run from 10.30 to 11.50 from Mullaloo to Trig Island Cafe. Yeah. Then uh, 11.50 to 1.35 Trig to Cot. It's only 13K. So that longest leg is that next one. And then 135 to either Scarborough Beach Bar or potentially Froth if that's open at North Beach. Well, that'd be a lot longer. Yeah, or we can that's suss it out. That's an extra like five. Yeah, six, that's an extra. Maybe? Yeah, that's an extra few k's. <laughs> we'll suss it out. <laughs> yeah, um, um, but yeah, we could make it 55 k's. It'd be about an extra three k's, mm. which we could do, making it even 55, which is serendipitous and quite. Um, but yeah, suss out. So that's mm. the run at the moment with yeah. a pint at each stop. Yes. And Wes Kappa wanted to introduce something else as well. Oh, yeah. So me and Wes will sort something. We're going to carry something. I think, yeah. I think wheel, actually, a wheelbarrow with ice in it with the drinks would be fucking pretty good. And th- everyone has to share it. I think so. But I think we're literally just going to carry something silly like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. So <laughs> like a fucking big old sack and one of us has to be carrying it at all times. Okay. So um, If you want to part of that as well, you can carry the sack of potatoes for a while. Well, we can share it. <laughs> yeah, if you want to share the load. Yeah. Yeah, is so it? carrying something in a run is a nightmare. Oh, fuck yeah. So So Sam just did the City to Surf in Sydney where he carried a surfboard the whole way. Mm. And that, what a nightmare. Under that. Um, oh, my God. And then I did the HBF run for a reason in a steamer wetsuit. Mm. Oh, my so I ran God. The, oh, my God. So I had to jump in the river halfway through because I was like... Is that dangerous? Head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so... And we just do these crazy things because... To, to try and get attention to raise funds mm. is so challenging. Mm. And that's, I think, so cool, the 52K. Yeah. Mm. Well, doing the Because last year we did the 100 uh, from Canning Dam to Trig Beach. Yeah. And um, not where he did it, with Steve. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, me yeah. and Steve did. You ran 14, which was yeah. very Start. nice. Yeah. Moment, <laughs> uh, at the, it was the it's longest I've ever run in yeah, my life. Really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I noticed just by carrying my backpack, by the end of it, my arm had gone mm. numb. So if you're carrying a fucking big old heavy sack of potatoes for quite a while, that'll be pretty like interesting. carrying these nuts. No, no. They might not be able to finish. <laughs> that, that'll be a pretty bad challenge. Yeah. Mm. But I, I feel like just for the first one, we should just have the pint to pint build a community. <laughs> okay. And then the next one, okay. right, cool, we've done it. Let's yep. ramp it up. Yeah. Pork, the pint, pork your core in the garage yeah. and stop fucking being so Well, hard. Wes can do whatever he wants. Nah, he can bring a fucking midget with him if he wants. <laughs> he wants he did, when I said that, he's like, fuck yeah, midget. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> how did you find your ultra? Because... Branchy had a different experience. Mm. Was the Margaret River one? Yeah. Had I, you ever run before? Or you just I, do you love running? I no, mean, fuck, as a PT. I hate running. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> um, so during COVID, when we couldn't really do anything because mm. we were stuck in our homes, 
Um, I just took up running. Mm. Um, so I used to do all that downwind paddle boarding and then obviously we were kind of limited in how far we could go. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to start running. Mm. And I did like 3Ks, 5Ks and I was like, oh, I was just kind of getting bored. So I was like, oh, i got to challenge myself. So I just signed up to the ultra. That's how I mm. did it. And, and had no experience. I've never run a half marathon, yeah. let alone a marathon or an yeah. ultra. Are uh, we the same person? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then like I started training for, and uh, I had a few mates kind of help me along the way and yeah. like come from training runs and everything. And, and I was doing really, really well. And then a month out, I hurt my knee. And I was like, oh. So I didn't train for the month leading up to it. Mm. And then kind of went into it and I was like, I'll just start. Yeah. See how I go. Ended up feeling really good. Mm. Got kind of past the third checkpoint at Marg's mm. and got <laughs> past Margaret River Mouth. Yeah. And I forgot that there was in that long sand yeah, section yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. And I was like, once I got this past is the Marg's, one. This is the I'll, one we've all yeah. been talking about. Everyone and, said it. And, 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 I, like, and I got killer. past Grace. No, sorry, the, the budget up yeah. section. And yeah. I was like, I've done the sand bit. Yeah, and I'm done. And you go That's back good. up and then you come back down. And I come back down. And I cried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nah. I saw it. It broke. It I saw it. Completely broke me. Fuck. Completely so, broke me because so, I had the exact same yep. experience. Got to the end of where I thought the end of the sand was. Called sand. my brother, another devil, who was meeting for me, at, waiting for me at the third stop. Yep. Said, "I'm ten minutes away. I can see the end of the sand." How much yep. further is that? <laughs> for no, it would be another like four or five k's on the beach, wow. and then you have this like donkey track sand thing yeah. to get up to the top to then get to the back of Grace Which is in- incredibly tough to get up. Like it's steep like that <laughs> to get up. That's horrific. So, so I'm sitting, standing there on the beach, like crying. waddling. <laughs> I'm on the sand just crying. And I've got like these like old people with the sticks. Just yes. On. Just flying past me. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what have I done? Anyway, so like, you know, it was the hardest endurance thing I've done full yeah. stop mm. and then I remember getting to the back of Gracetown and what's that little kind of there's that house you run past yes oh, I can't and, remember the and, house yeah. but that's anyway. the fourth leg yeah that's yeah so so and I've, I've tripped over one of those like little plastic mats oh and no like, and my my phone my water everything came out oh. smashed my screen oh, like I was I like hit the ground like grazed my forehead oh no and I was like I just lied there on the ground for a bit just kind <laughs> of just like uh, like I could pull out now yeah. anyway this like old duck like she would have been 70 like she's pretty old yeah she's come up next to me and she's going oh are you okay and I was like I think so and she's like get up and keep going then <laughs> and then just went <laughs> And I was like, so then this is the second time I cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then I've like cried all the way to Gracetown. And then by, by, by that time, I could barely bend my knees. Yeah. And so I had to go down those stairs to get into Gracetown. And yeah. I'm kind of like straight leg down the stairs. Yeah. And then I pretty much had to walk the rest of the way, mm. all the way to Cheeky Monkey, which is when it finished when I did it. Um, no, it must I, have been the same year. Yeah. So I, I did it in like 11. Hours, I think. Yeah, beat the me first fucker. <laughs> how how long was was your thirteen? Thirteen. Yeah. You know, mine might have been thirteen. I don't. I, I got I, I got stuck, but still wouldn't have done it at eleven. Yeah. I'm trying to do it in ten this year. Ten. Oh my god, you're psycho. <laughs> um, I won't get it done in ten, but, you know but I'll funny? push for ten or eleven. I was on track to do it sub ten. Wow. wow. And then just like completely fell away. Yeah. <laughs> Would you so, bring sticks next nah, time? Or I'm, no? not, I'm not using sticks. Nah. What, did you, <laughs> what did you notice with uh, painkillers? Did you get painkillers or anti-inflammatories? I'm an absolute nuffy. I got no idea what I'm doing with, mm-hmm. with running. So um, did you try? 
Nah, so I didn't. So I literally went into it just with like coconut water, water and Anzac biscuits. Yeah. Because I like, I just wanted to keep my stomach super settled. I think that's a way to do yeah. it though. Just like with Good almost le- like knowing less is best. Yeah. Like it mm. just ends up being, if I knew too much, I'd overthink it and I'd probably fuck up more. Yeah, but and I, I, I steer clear of all the gels. They just don't sit well with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but I, just, I just remember I felt mentally sweet in mm. terms of like – Energy-wise, my stomach was good, mm. but it was just like my legs. I just didn't have the yeah. the, the endurance in it. See, I didn't. Tr- I basically just didn't train, and yeah. stupidly, I chose that to keep me motivated to train, and it didn't work. But then, um, putting those painkillers in at the right times yeah. is fucking incredible, right? Yeah. So, anti-inflammatory so painkiller. What, what, what Both. So you've got to be very careful though. So you, because if your kidneys and livers can't process, it, can't liver can't process it very well. So. Um, I I limited myself to four tablets, so two at one point and two at another point. Right, and I I thought I timed it perfectly. I timed it pretty well with the first dose, yep. and the second dose I timed again what I thought was perfectly. But because I got stuck with a guy who was cramping, uh, by the time they wore off, we were still halfway through the last leg, and uh. every fucking step on that gravel road going up towards Cheeky Monkey oh. was just like. Knives in the bottom of my feet because Ooh. the painkillers worn off, That's and I'd gotten used to the painkillers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of PTSD, that yeah. 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 yeah, I recently did the um the Herdies Ultra. Have you guys heard of that one? Oh, out at um, is that out uh at, at Herdsman Lake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you do the do the laps. over and over and over yeah. and over. Yeah, and over. so it's yeah, a cool right. concept. It's called a backyard ultra where they you do a lap of Herdsman every every hour, yeah. and you can do it in however fast you want. So it's six point seven one kilometers. Mm. Um, so you could walk it really fast, mm. but you don't want to because you want to get back to kind of drink, eat, rest, rest go. Yeah. Um, and I decided that having a child in December and then doing this in February <laughs> or March, whenever it was, was a good idea. Because <laughs> um, it's 24 hours, hey? Yeah, well, no, 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 as long you as you can go. go. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. So as the long guy as you who can. won it went yeah. Friday to Monday. Oh, my God. Yeah, Did he sleep? No, yeah, well, they sleep for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, oh, my psycho. God, that's horrific. Um, so me and Xander did it and <laughs> we just <laughs> – so I had not trained, yeah. so like just been battling a child that was not sleeping <laughs> and then got there and like as you do when you when you don't train and your feet get sore, my – I started running really funny. And uh, I was like, oh, so like, like balancing weird on one foot and then by the end of the last lap where I failed – my foot had swollen up so much <sighs> in my shoe that I was like, oh, man, I, I'm like, I I damage. Damage. So, <laughs> so what do you mean to fa- you failed? What do you, so I you, couldn't so go you, anymore. So you don't finish the, the, the lap in time. So you couldn't get... I couldn't get there. And I, I just I started a lap and got like a kilometre in and just couldn't go. Because what is it? Six kilometres. 6.7. Which one. ends up being like 25, 30 minutes, depending on what sort of pace you're running at. Now, so most people do it in like 40 minutes to try and get that 20-minute cruise. Just cruise. Yeah. But you imagine, like, if you're on lap eight or nine, yeah, and the worst thing is cooling down mm. and then yeah. starting again. Oh which, man, yeah, I would hate it. I don't like seeing the same thing more than once. Yeah, it's a good mental challenge because you do it at night. So you start at four pm. Mm. So then you're running in the dark, so you don't see anything except mm. for your head torch and the person in front of you. Mm. So it's a good one to to put on the bucket list because it's. It is hard. Fuck. I don't even like running as it is. <laughs> I get a problem after about seven Ks where my back surgery, um, the nerve, whatever's happened, the two toes on my left foot, the nerve runs from your, like your glute, mm. past your hammy down the thing. They mm. just go dead. So yeah, I'm like yeah, running right. like with a club foot. 
So, yeah. mm. I don't know. That's what scares me about yeah. this one. It's, it's just having well. no feeling well, in you those. You got through that 14, like, eat, almost eat with, not with ease, but easy. Yeah. So, I, I still couldn't feel my tars. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really Stretching I wrote down on my, on my goals this year To run a half marathon So if yeah. I can get Halfway 21. through Then it's more than that Well that's what The first two legs are Yeah To cover that Yeah I yeah. think I can get Into leg three Potentially Yeah, You can do it yeah, I'm just worried I just don't want to do Permanent damage to my back How's, Have you guys heard one. of the, the hardest geezer No Oh man Check this guy out The hardest he, geezer So this guy Is this English English bloke With a big red beard And yeah. he's running From the southern point Of South Africa to the most northern point of Africa. Right. And he is in, like, Nigeria or something at the moment. So he's, like, more than halfway. Fuck. And this bloke runs, like, 50, 60 k's a day. Fucking he's hell. He's been held up at gunpoint. Like, check this guy out. <laughs> he's and just running and yeah. holding him up. Who's, yeah. the, who's, the, uh, what, who's the other guy at the moment, the Aussie bloke, who's running around the world? I'm not sure. He's trying to break well, the record. I think the hardest geezer on the hardest yarn would be... Yeah. Yeah. Man, get this guy. And he just seems like the biggest character. But check him out. He's all over, over um, like social media. But he is the most nuts dude. Yeah. And you kind of look at him and then you, you know, I'm complaining because I'm so tired. I can't mm. run 5Ks. And this bloke's out there just like... Smashing. Smashing it day after day. And he's like this wild character. Yeah. You got to check him out. And like, I reckon if you watch him before you guys start this run... Yep. You guys will yeah. smash it. You'll be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be recovering from Boxing Day, but I think that's good because I'll have a bunch of sugar in me for yeah, two okay. days later. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll have to... We need to suss gels for me and I'll, you. I'll have to figure out who this Aussie bloke is because he was just... He was actually on Back Chat a while ago as well, yeah. but he was... Um, uh, he hit us up like early days and I was like, oh, the Zoom stuff is when we ch- mm. changed over from not doing Zooms and we will get back into doing Zoom chats. But um, yeah, he's he's trying to run around the world and he's like, he's some he's in is Europe Jesus? now. He's trying to break the world record for the, the fastest to run around the world. Yeah. How do they do that with the water? You just uh, touch I a boat? Yeah, and I think there's boats and stuff like there's points. You mm. have to go from continent to continent. Mm. But yeah, but he's... Uh, yeah, it's re- something ridiculous. I'll find up the information because mm. uh, he'll be interesting um, to get on. But, yeah, um, and just when yeah, you yeah, hardest cases. I when love that you sort of shit. Find out about these people, you just get so motivated because you're like, I'm actually not really doing <laughs> yeah. that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's and like Ned like, Brockman. Everyone nuts. got around that. Yeah, uh, everyone it, started running. But yeah. had they known there was other people doing that at the same time, they just happened to be, <laughs> yeah. Put, yeah, like, um, yeah, not Ned Brockman. <laughs> not yeah. good at marketing. Well, yeah. how's the how's the guy who walked from South Africa to? Russia, so the longest yeah, road the one all yeah. the way through, up. and then he and then he got caught in Russia when the Ukraine war started. Oh my no! God. And then they thought he was like a like a US spy, <laughs> <laughs> so he's in jail in Russia. Oh like, my he, God! Man, I'm pretty sure he was on Rogan. Is he coming? Is he out now? Yeah, he's yeah. out now. You, wow. s- you you see all seasons, don't you? From memory, I think you I go think so. Yeah, you, as you go through, you you experience oh, right. like the seasons. Season. Yeah, yeah so. amazing. Somehow, but it ends yeah. up being yeah. It's it's a big long walk from the bottom mm. of South Africa all the way to the top yeah. of Russia, and there's that Something one connecting out. way through. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> Fuck. That's so. Well, in terms of funding, if you were going to do something crazy, you get the funding and go straight into Ocean Heroes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so the way, so now we've expanded and we're in New South Wales now. So Sam's mm. moved over there. Programs are going great. Yeah, um, we see Ocean Heroes as a national program. Yeah, it um, makes there's sense. N- there's nobody kind of doing the what we do at least on our scale. Mm. Um, and you know, we want to be in Queensland, Victoria, yeah. South Australia, and we we run events, you know, in Victoria before and New South Wales previously. Um, but 
There is, you know, one in 50, one in 70, depending on which study you look at. That's how many people have been diagnosed now. Mm. That many people not accessing the ocean is not okay. That's mm. what we, we want to change. Um, so every single bit of funding that we raise goes into us running these programs. Yeah. And the cool thing about what we do, and we, we think it, it's one of the best parts of our programs, is we go to them. Yeah. So for us to fly to Broome, you know, it's obviously a significant cost and we're lucky that Telethon sponsors us for that. Um, but we fly to Broome four times a year and we get all these kids from the Kimberley, mm. from different communities, from Kununurra, Halls Creek, they come to Broome for the weekend and we take them See. surfing. It's so crazy that this is uh, worked out in that perfect circle because last time I was in Broome, that was a big event happening on the beach. Mm. Uh, and you, I think Tracy Vaux was up there yep. with it. Yep. And, and um, I was trying to find out what it is and now like, my daughter's part of it and yep. everything on the podcast. So it's, it, it, I remember I was intrigued by what was happening. So, it's, so yeah, it's come perfect. You just wouldn't do circle. it in the Northern Territory. No, well, even in Broome, so. like I'm terrified of crocs. Most mm. people are because they're dinosaurs. Yeah, rightfully <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we've never seen one. And Cable Beach is like, you know, obviously pretty safe because yes. it's a beach. But you know, we've had locals out there be like, "Oh, there's no crocs here," and then like a day later, the crocs are in, yeah. in that creek, and yeah. you're like, oh, Fuck I don't it know. Out. "Yeah, yeah." Um, Which, is it adaptable to pools or is it a different setup? Yep. Because it's would it be stand up paddleboarding instead of surfing? Yeah, so so we we offer stand up paddleboarding yeah. as well. So for example, we're doing an event in Redgate or at Redgate in February, and then the following day we're doing one in Dunsborough, mm. which is a stand up paddleboard event. Cool. Um, it's just about access to the ocean. That's mm. all it is. It doesn't matter if it's swimming or surfing or stand up paddleboarding. Yeah. Just get in the water, have fun, be a part of something, yeah. and yeah. hopefully that unlocks other things for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, have I you had that. any people that are on the NDISA brain, uh, anyone with brain damage or Down syndrome or any success stories with them that's had a marked change or is it you don't see enough of it? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So what we do is not the whole solution. Yeah, we yeah. are just a part of it. Yeah. But what we love to see is that we get a grom that comes down that we teach them the skills to be able to go do something else, mm. which they then build more skills mm. and then build more. Pretty cool. And, and, and that's... That's what we do really well. Yeah. And we just – one of the things we do, which I think, you know, is something that these kids struggle with is we teach them how to fail. Mm. So if they fall on a wave or if they have a bad wipeout, mm. that's okay. Mm. You know, we'll just teach you how to do it better yeah. next time. Um, and to learn that, you know, part of surfing, sometimes the best part of surfing is wiping out. Yeah. And you've got to learn that it's fun. okay to fall off. Yeah. Um, but sometimes for these kids, it's the first time they've failed outside of a cotton wool ball. Yeah. You know, so so they've always had that that kind of people yeah. around them to, to stop any bad things happening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they come down and they nosedive in a wave and yeah. it's scary. Yeah. So we got to teach them that 
Resilience. Yeah. It's funny. We just talking yeah, about we're talking on about the way here. I have to let go of not helicopter. Well, helicoptering over my daughter to let her experience some pains and some setbacks because I think it's going to help her grow. Yeah. Hmm. Now I have the exact same thing. My daughter's learning to walk at the moment, and she has this little walker. <laughs> every time she yes. looks like she's going to fall, yeah. I'm like a hawk, man. I'm like, bang. <laughs> yeah. My wife's like, you got to let her fall. Yeah. Mm. And I, I can't. Yeah. Like, I've got to it's walk away. It's such a yeah. fucking yeah. battle because you're just yeah. like, I want to look after them, but yeah. you have to let them fall so they learn. Oh, I won't do that again. Or it doesn't matter. So yesterday <laughs> I had her out on the footpath outside, like pushing it up a hill. I was like, come oh. on, we're going to go work, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And so she's outside and like, she's like looking at leaves and stuff and not really, and she fell like a couple of times. I'm getting better at just being like, okay, and lifting her up and just keep her going. Yeah. Damn, and what you hard. end up realizing yeah. is Grazer's heel. Yep. Um, they don't hold any like they don't hold any fears because yeah. of something. They just go like, "Oh, well, fuck that! I fell over doing that. Mm. I won't do that again." You yeah. know, like now I don't have to helicopter you because you've experienced that fail. Yeah, um, but and yeah. I, I never used to get that. So I would see parents come down and just be so protective. Mm. And I was like, you just "Give us space. Let us do our job." Yeah. which you know sometimes happens. But now I really get it where it's kind of like this kid is so precious to them yeah not only is it are they so precious but they have been told that their child yeah will never get married their child will never have a career mm. you know your child is going to have these challenges you're gonna have to care for them it's a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah as well you know yeah. so so now i kind of resonate with that so much more where i'm kind of like you know my empathy around it is just how do you deal with the parents because that would be the second hardest part of your job right mm. yeah so you know maybe the first hardest as a teacher dealing with parents yeah. fucking so <laughs> so and there is no understating this the parents that we deal with are superhuman mm. and the love the support the advocacy that they have for their children is just out of this world mm. i cannot put it into words when you see a parent who has been fighting for their child for 15 years yeah. and they still come down to the beach yeah Hey, Luke, how you going? Big yeah. smile on their face, genuinely interested in you. Yeah. And they have just been on this immense battle trying to make sure that their child gets every single opportunity that they can. Yeah. Because if they don't battle, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And they are beyond superhuman. And yeah. it, what I'm about to say in terms of like sometimes the hardest part of what we do is trying to get the parents to step away so, so that can. we can work with the kid. It's hard to ask them to yeah. do that. So we often integrate them into it and be like, oh, so what are some strategies that you use? Yep. And they'll be like, oh, Johnny's really attached to me. And you're like, okay, well, why don't you go and grab a coffee for 15 minutes? Yeah. Let me work with Johnny here at the mm. camp. Yep. And then, you know, we might build some trust and a bond and we'll move from there. Because yeah. um, if you're not letting, giving them that opportunity to... Yeah. But there's ways you can do it. You obviously don't tell them, hey, yeah, hey fuck off for a second. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, it's, but it's also like they are the experts of their kid. Yeah. You know, there's no doctor or scientist who is. It's yeah. They are. Yeah. So we use them as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah, I probably get involved too much with the surfing as well. Like, um, She won't go in the water sometimes without me. So sometimes I'll go in the water to make sure she gets into the mm. water. But uh, I think last time I didn't even get in. Just said, no, nah, you go do it. Yeah, it's but it, be it'll, it'll get better and better. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't told Branchy, you're going to move, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. <laughs> I got to uh, the, the other day, she wouldn't get in. I literally just went and grabbed her and chucked her in the water. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm in now. Okay, yeah. sick. Well, the, uh, the parents getting involved and always being happy, that just reminds me of what we were talking about before the pod with Luke Toki, how he's got a pretty, well, it's, he reckons it's awesome. Yeah. But we're listening to his story like, man, fuck, it's pretty tough. But he's the happiest bloke on the planet. He is. Huh? 
the most amazing human, hey? Like, yeah. he is full of energy, yeah. full of happiness, him and Mary as well. Um, I still remember the first day he brought his kids down to come surfing with us. Yeah. And I think he just got off the first season of Survivor. And so he's rocked up and like heaps of people knew who he was. Yeah. And he is a loud character and stands out. Fucking like, oh, he's a loud character. <laughs> oh, and fucking it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so we've got his kids out there and like um, we've like paddled them out. And like normally the parents stay on the beach. So we've paddled these kids out and we're going to go surfing. And so we've got him out there and I just hear this guy <laughs> swimming behind us and he's crying and he's <laughs> like, go boys, go boys. Just and stoked. just like in the way, yeah. like totally in the way, <laughs> just frothing out and like had the best time ever. And um, yeah, he just became this like legend who was always like, telling sick. people about us. And he's done our 24-hour swim and I was mentioning before off yeah. air. Mate, he rocked up, like, after this dinner he had with these people who paid for, like, a survivor night. Yeah. And he's rocked up and he was sourced to the max. And we watch him jump into the pool and I swear it took him, like, 10 seconds to come back up. <laughs> and then we're, like, kind of watching him and he's kind of, like, doing doggy paddle but not going anywhere. <laughs> he's a survivor to survive. Yeah. So he just kind of, like, held on to the lane rope and just pulled himself along. Did 50 metres and was kind of, like, done. done. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but he's always been this advocate for us and he's such a legend. Yeah, and obviously he's got that lived experience as well. So, yeah. so he gets it. Yeah. So quite often when we tell people what we do, if they don't, know anyone with autism they don't know the the challenges around the families it's yeah. a hard sell yeah because they're kind of like why why would they want to go surfing like yeah. what are you doing yeah mm. well, you know? why would anyone want to go surfing like it's fun to try yeah <laughs> like, but it's but it's often the case like when we're approaching people for funding yeah. or come and volunteer or whatever they're kind of like i just i just don't i just don't understand the reasons but when you come down and see what we do yeah and you see each individual kid it's automatic, like you just get it. Yeah. It's like, okay, I understand why you were doing this yeah. and why it's so beneficial. And that's why you guys should come down and check it out because yeah. obviously you've been down to the yeah. surf experiences. Come to the free events. Okay. Because at the free events, you see these families rock up and we'll have 30 new families come mm. each event where these families have never done this before. Yeah. Mm. Anxiety's through the roof. They're yeah. you know, scared. The kid's scared. And just watch our volunteers, the salt of the earth people just yeah. do their thing. They're going to come down oh, on sure. Sunday then with uh Sounds like Scotty. you need a good, in a past life, a good social media person to mm. film all the interactions and mm. show people instead of going, no, trust us. You can be like, look, man, now come watch this. Yeah, mm. it, is, it is really hard for us. You know, obviously we try and make sure it's as comfortable for the families mm. as possible. Mm. We don't film yeah. a lot of the families for, for that reason. Yeah. Um, we also want to make sure, like, you know, a lot of these families are pretty secretive in, in what's going on in, mm. in their lives for different cultural reasons. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and we just want to make sure the environment is they come down, they know that they're going to be accepted for who they are. Yeah. Um, there's no judgment. doesn't matter if your kid melts down. doesn't matter whatever. Yeah. If it takes them two hours to get in the water, we don't care. Yeah. Right? It just matters that they're there. Oceanheroes.com.au? Yeah, and com. then uh, .com.au, yeah. Ocean Heroes Australia on Facebook. And Ocean go. Heroes Instagram. I think we just made an awesome ad for you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, mate, what you guys are doing is incredible and as a, a parent who's uh, benefited from it i uh, can't help um but stress the uh the amount of um uh, gratitude that parents like me mm. feel uh for uh, an organization like yourself so is there anything you want to plug apart from the uh all trades and some yeah. events coming up yeah. yeah for sure so obviously um this sunday the 10th of december yep. i'm losing days because it's my daughter's first birthday on saturday so oh, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah um, so the 10th of December, we have an event down at Trig. We have another one on the 21st of January. Hit us up on socials. Come down. Even mm. just watch. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just come check it out. 
Um, we're always looking for more sponsors, for more grant opportunities, if you've got any ideas around that. Yep. We've got these massive stand-up paddle boards that always need stickers on them. So yeah, 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 come, yeah. come on down, put a sticker on it. Um, but the other side, like, you know, I'd like to share, we have so many great supporters. So we're really lucky that we partner with other Perth and WA-based organisations. So obviously StreetX has been really great Sick. for us. Yeah. Rusty. Bradshaw. Bar- yeah, Bradshaw, legend. Yeah. Um, Varsity's been unreal for us. They often often raise some money for us. We've also got Telethon 7 are huge supporters. Did Toy you say Bot. Rusty? Rusty yeah, as well, yeah. Sick. So Rusty, yeah. We've, we're about Luke to... Luke and that? Uh, yeah, Luke yeah. Clark, legend. Yeah, legend. Um, so we actually have on December the 17th, the Saturday, maybe that's the 16th. 17th is a Sunday. Yeah, so the 16th, we have our Livid in the Laneway Festival. So shout out to cool. OT and Livid Skate. Fuck, there is so many yeah. little yeah. link-ups here. Yeah. It's, all, it's all the Green Reefers crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we've got our like annual sort of Christmas party little fundraiser thing. At Livid there. At Livid, $10 tickets. We've got our Rusty Collab t-shirt releasing there. Sick. Come down, have a beer. We've got heaps of cool bands. One of our, our Surf Experience head coach, Bad Boogie, his band there playing. Nice. They're legends, real good uh, entertaining music. Sick. Um, and, yeah, just come down and be a part of it. Mm. Um, oh, shout out to Toy Box as well. They sponsor all of our... With the Barbagello. Uh, eh? Yeah, Barbagello. Yeah. So they sponsor all of our metro events in Perth and Sydney, mm. and they wouldn't be possible yeah, with, without their, their help. Um, one of our volunteers actually did the boxing night um, yeah, right. a few weeks Top. back, Yeah, which was Fuck. pretty... I like to do that. It's expensive to enter, but... Is it? Yeah, one of my friends said they wanted to do that the other Luke day. Luke did it, hey? As well, Luke did Tokyo. a different one. Different one? Yeah, yeah. but he yeah. just recently did it. Yeah, but also like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a challenge I'd be up for. I fucking hate boxing. Mm. I I hate swimming. Like I, I I fifty meters, I'm having an asthmatic attack halfway down. I can't breathe properly and shit. Fuck. So the, 20, the 24 hour challenge sounds like hell. Oh yeah. my god! I'm the same. But, but where's, where's your growth coming from? Yeah. And it happens in, in those areas. I need to grow my lungs, man. The jab yeah. fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the Ocean Heroes rusty one. So you'd make the R the rust the rusty sign. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's um, yeah, we're just so lucky we have this this support. And yeah, we're we're sick. really conscious of making sure that we. Help out the crew that help us. And yeah. Um, yeah, we're just super lucky. And Perth's such a cool place where it is a bit of a bubble. Everyone knows each other. Everyone helps each other. Yeah. Um, it's really great. And now we're expanding over to New South Wales. It's kind of starting again for that yeah. a little bit. But it is a good challenge and it opens up a whole other yeah, That's networks. sick. Mm. Sick. That's, uh, fucking that's, sick. that's fucking sick. That's a fucking good episode. I was yeah. glad. Uh, good, good stuff Educational. going on there. Educational. Uh, Del, you got anything to plug? Uh, when is this being released? Uh, next couple of days. Probably um, Wednesday or Thursday. All right. So, Teacher Comedy Night, Thursday, December the 14th. Hard Yarns podcast uh, fundraiser. No, it's uh, Christmas mm. party, mm-hmm. December yeah. 15th <laughs> on the Friday. Yep. Um, and then I've just got all corporates on the weekend. So, yeah, Teacher Comedy Night mm. and um, Hard Yarns Christmas party. Awesome. All I got to plug is the, uh, yeah, the, the Christmas party and, and come run. Come run the come run come run come run come, uh, come run branch come, come run, run branch. and all and ocean heroes fuck man. yeah get down there heroes it's, like, uh, it's awesome it's such a great program and so appreciative maybe I'll learn how to everything swim everything you guys do <laughs> 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 you fucking you need to go down there mate <laughs> all right fuck yeah cheers mate peace all good thanks for having me.